Hey, this is Sarah Rogo, and you're listening to Alchemy Through Artistry, a podcast where we dive into what it means to be an artist and to live a healthy, balanced, creative life. So whether you're a musician, painter, writer, or entrepreneur, life can be challenging, but also overflowing with beauty. So follow me on my own journey as I figure it out for myself through conversations and experiences. Hello, friends and strangers. Uh, This is Sarah Rogo, and welcome to Alchemy Through Artistry. So I'm sitting outside my trailer (laughs) in Los Angeles. I'm actually by an airport, so you might hear some planes uh, going by overhead, the trickle of water from the hose next to me. Uh, But ultimately, I'm just getting so much inspiration from sitting on my light blue picnic table outside. Um, So you might hear some external noises. So this podcast has proven to be an interesting journey and I knew it would be. Um, I chose to record this podcast not only as an experiment to myself, but a way I can learn about myself through myself. Um, And already so much has presented itself um, as I've been recording episodes, mostly the fact that I feel a lot of resistance in sitting down and recording episodes, especially by myself. Um, The interviews are not as challenging because I have somebody with me to kind of banter back and forth, whereas when I'm with myself, I have to kind of fully rely and trust that my words and my visions will be interesting to others and you know when I want to sit down and record a solo episode of course I do like to have a focus and a topic somewhat in mind and when I do I automatically feel this obsession coming in about wanting all of the the pinpoints and the content to just be perfectly there and know exactly what I'm going to speak about. Um, And that's funny because that leads me to my topic today is control. I have been dealing with a lot of internal changes in my life. And I'm learning so much about myself. I, you know, I always pegged myself as this, and I, and I do believe I am this kind of free-flowing, you know, peace, love, uh, yeah, go-with-the-flow type of person. And I definitely am, because I feel like if I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to create the art I can create but the past few months, certain situations and things and visions have presented themselves to make me realize that I have an issue with control. Or I, I have a lot of challenges and blockages around control. And I never thought I had an issue with this because I, I don't 
control other people. Well, I hope I don't control other people. Um, what I found is that I have insecurities about myself that I wish to control. And there's a lot of different facets about that that I want to talk about today. So I don't exactly know where to start because I'm still figuring out control and I'm still figuring out how to let go. But I had the realization um, the other day, I actually went to a great healer um, and he helped me kind of crack the code a little bit about this control. But when I was younger, and I'm going to talk about this on a whole nother episode because it deserves an episode on its own. But when I was younger, um, I lived on the East Coast, you know, so that was like 90s, 2000, early 2000s. And the big popular thing there um, was to take Adderall, <laughs> was to give your, your, your children Ritalin and Adderall. And, and a lot of people, parents, teachers, doctors, really believed um, that it was just great innovative medicine. Um, and I was one of those children. And obviously my doctors and my teachers and my parents thought it was, you know, the best thing for me. So uh, there's nothing against them. Um, but looking back, the reason why I was put on, on Adderall was mostly because of my, my energy level. It was, it was because I was so, I was such a firecracker. You know, I, I specifically remember sitting in class and getting in trouble for putting my foot behind my head as the teacher was talking. And I just, my body just couldn't stay still. And I would be at recess and just stare up at the clouds and just put my arms out and spin around in circles for a half hour straight, hyper-focusing on the magnificence of the clouds. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't focus on schoolwork because, quite frankly, I thought it was a, a load of BS um, because the school system wasn't very top-notch and didn't know how to explain these subjects in an interesting and captivating way for an artistic mind. Basically, I'm an artist. I was an artist, and, and there was not a lot of space for a wild artistic mind and body uh, in the classroom. Granted, a lot has is changing now, um, but when I was a child, I was put on Adderall quite early on in my life, and I was on it all the way into college. And through that, I developed um, a lot of anxiety and depression, um, had, took medication for that, and then ended up taking more Adderall, and it just spiraled kind of into oblivion. Um, and I felt very trapped in my mind and in my body, and I finally came off of it when I was in college. But I felt a little almost um, like something was stolen from me, um, and I felt a little betrayed by this controlling medication. And it, it forced me to reevaluate my whole existence because I don't know if any of you are familiar with Adderall or any of those stimulants. Um, you don't eat like a normal human being. You don't really even um, 
act like fully human. I mean, quite frankly, you're kind of like a superhuman. Like you don't need food. You don't need to breathe that much. You don't need friends. Like you just focus, focus on like whatever is put in front of you. You're a robot. You're a superhuman. Um, and obviously I was, I was helped in, in a few different ways because of that, but I had this perception of, of who I needed to be as a human and my brain was wired, um, you know, during that time I took that medication. So when I came off of it, um, I just had this huge expectation on myself to be this, this hyper-focused superhuman that could focus on literally anything that was in front of me. Um, and also with eating, you know, I, I, I now struggled with eating once I came off Adderall because I, I got my appetite back and I gained a ton of weight um, and then that made me self-conscious, so I lost a bunch of weight, and it was just back and forth and back and forth, and me needing to just, like, be in charge and control of my body, and be in control of my mind. I would physically get, I would get so upset with myself if I could not do something or complete something to the point of, um, physical abuse to my body. Um, I would punish myself physically. Um, yeah, this is all very super personal. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I had this, these control issues like, kind of with my body and especially my mind. Um, I, I just have this, and, and, and not only that, but I just have this bar of, of excellence that I, I aim for. Um, I'm just such a producer, CEO mind, as well as a creative. So it's like, I know what needs to get done. I see um, what works in the world and in professional and successful businesses and people. I see what needs to get done and I strive to do that. But what's lacking is the patience <laughs> and the perspective and, and the time frame and the timeline of things. So past you know handful of years being on this journey of of the music business and the business of becoming a woman um, I've just put so much pressure on myself to be a superhuman and within that you know I started to get very overwhelmed and emotional and untrusting in my music team um, that are ultimately just really here to help me um, and it's really only because I just didn't understand um, the process of things but I just knew the outcome that I wanted um, so I would put so much pressure on myself to do all things business for myself and almost like not let my team help me because I wanted to control the outcome. So with control, I found came a lot of health challenges as well. Um, also about to get super personal here. Um, you know, I put so much pressure on my body to be perfect and, and not necessarily be this like beautiful skinny 
human being like industry wise like yes like I put pressure on myself sometimes but it's just more of like I put so much pressure on my body to be functioning <laughs> so basically like right when I start to get like a little head cold or like a cramp in my ab you know ab or whatever or a headache I'm like oh my gosh like I have brain cancer I'm going to die type of thing um when it's just a headache or you're just hungry you haven't eaten all day. <laughs> um, I blow things way out of perspective because I think that I control it all. <laughs> and I've been struggling the past like four months or so. And my menstrual cycle has just stopped and I, I will I will definitely be the first one to say like I truly believe that your menstrual cycle as a woman will teach you and show you what you need and give you signs if something in your life needs to change it, it is there to teach you lessons um, so ultimately I try to listen to that so the fact that I haven't gotten my period in like months and you know, side note for concerned friends, family, strangers, I'm not pregnant. I also went to the doctor. They're basically just like, you're, you're stressed or you're not eating enough or all this stuff. It's hot. It's summer. You know, you're just a regular, but still I, 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 I got mad. I'm mad at my menstrual cycle. Just mad. Like, how could you be, how could you be off? Like we're, we're supposed to be successful. <laughs> Come on, menstrual cycle, be successful come every 28 days and it's been stressing me out until the other day I realized I was meditating and I was meditating you know on my second chakra on my my uterus and I and I just asked asked it or asked her like hi like who are you like what do you what do you need what do you want and she just says just like stop putting so much pressure on me and that put a lot into perspective for me because like my controlling lifestyle has prevented my menstrual cycle to be regular but i still expect my menstrual cycle to be regular despite you know my lack of regular healthy eating or regular exercise etc etc um and ultimately I'm choosing this to let it be my teacher and to accept my menstrual cycle where she's at right now um But I, I, I fully believe um, everything is a lesson. Everything that you go through is trying to teach you something or show you something. And the more resistant that you are to seeing it or accepting it, the more it'll push at you. In fact, I'm recording this episode today. 
because I realized the immensity of this lesson in my life. Um, and it, it clicked this morning. Um, you know, I, I have been dealing with gnarly anxiety the past handful of months. It's just been a rough summer, you know. And every day that I wake up, um, the anxiety is the worst, like in the morning. Um, oftentimes I have kind of wild, very energetic dreams. And when I wake up and I'm not fully grounded into this like earthly plane yet, I'm kind of in between sleep and awake. My body just doesn't know where to put itself and where to ground itself. And I don't feel like in control of my, of my body. Um, and I don't like that. And it makes me, it makes me anxious. And usually when I'll get up and have some coffee and work out, like it gets like a lot better. And, but this morning I woke up with searing anxiety. I mean, usually it's, it's pretty bad, but this morning searing anxiety. Um, so I was dreaming. I, I this morning I definitely think I had like a hint of the sleep paralysis where you like, you wake up and you like can't really move, um, which is always very scary, you know. And I was dreaming, I was um, in this like open air, beautiful market. And I was with some friends and it was sunset, it was really beautiful. We were going to buy vegetables to like make dinner and have a good time. And I was like walking in the grocery store and like I couldn't move my body correctly. Like I couldn't, my bo I wasn't in charge of my body. It was just like very like numb and like tingly and I couldn't, I couldn't move. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like a nightmare. Like get me out of here. I kind of knew I was dreaming. Like I do that a lot. Like I can lucid dream. And I was like, get me out of here. And when I was like stirring in, in my bed, I still couldn't move my body and everything was just like completely numb. And, um, I was so scared. I was just in that moment. I was convinced. I was like, oh my gosh, I woke up paralyzed. My life is over. I can't play guitar anymore. Like I'm freaked out. <laughs> um, and right away, like, I, I kind of, I have my tools, you know, because I, I, like I said, I wake up with anxiety most mornings. I have my tools about how to get myself grounded into this, like, earth realm. So I did them, and, and lo and behold, I felt better. Um, but in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh. I am terrified of not having control. And I think it was because, well, you know, it's because of fear. Um, and I think part of it is, you know, being controlled by this substance as a child. Um, and just being, in a way, like felt like controlled by the world and just not accepted for who I was as an artist. Um, And I take that out of myself. But then I realize, oh my gosh, like as an artist, I, that, that's like a crippling aspect of, of, of life that will affect your art. 
is the need to control because I think the need to control is assuming that things have to be a certain way. That you have to be a certain way. So I have this realization. What do I do, right? I'm sitting here meditating on it. How do I let go of control? So I identified my, my challenge. But where's the solution? Um, is there a solution? Maybe not. Um, maybe the mere fact that I'm acknowledging it will just bring me so much medicine in my life. But I was sitting, sitting outside, you know, drinking some, some grapefruit juice, <laughs> enjoying the, the day. And I, I was thinking about gratitude. You know, I was looking at these flowers in front of me and just how beautiful they are and, and how the leaves are so beautiful. And, you know, I was so thankful for, for this new little home I have. And I felt filled with this sense of joy and wonder. I'm like, well, maybe gratitude is like a, fir a first good step. Maybe this awe and this reverence for God or whatever you call it, the mystical energy around you, maybe this reverence for the sheer beauty and the mystery of life is the first step in letting go. And I think for me it's finding a balance um, between letting go and getting things done. Because in my mentality, you know, I grew up from very hardworking parents. I love my parents, they're amazing. Um, they're so good at their jobs. They're just go-getters, you know? They made a life for themselves. And I, I watched that growing up and, and I was always very self-sufficient as well um, throughout my whole life. And I could do anything and I, I feel like I can do anything. So the fact that I know I can do anything drives me to the point of madness because <laughs> I feel the need to control everything. And, and what if it's about having passion but allowing God to do the work or allowing the greater energy. I, I don't know why. I feel a little bit self-conscious about saying the word God. Um, I know a lot of people have kind of some trauma around religion and such, but um, so for me, gratitude, slowing down, holy moly guacamole, I have to slow down. Um, I have to practice my qigong, tai chi, meditate, um, mindful exercise, and constantly breathing and putting things back into perspective and realizing that all, all good things come to those who are passionate and those who have the vision to execute it and those who will never give up on hearing the voices of the universe whisper to them, you know, this is your calling. 
so I'm still figuring it out, <laughs> like I always am. You'll hear me say that a lot um, on the podcast, and you know, that's why I love talking about art because it's just a, a constant lesson in being fluid. Art is the ultimate manifestation of God, of spirit, of nature. And it can be the ultimate teacher. Um, so with this his podcast, it's funny because it, it's starting to even shape up to be more like a, a personal journal than it is... Um, any type of, hello, welcome to my podcast, and here today we have expert John Doe talking about the physics of art and music. Take it away, John. Um, I, I, I just don't think I could ever shape something like that because I, I truly believe we are always learning and we are always the student. I, I don't think I would ever call myself an expert. Um, or a master, rather, at anything. And I don't even want to have people on for interviews that call themselves masters at anything. Or, you know, I, I think we're always, we're always learning. So I learn a lot from, from making music because when I surrender into it, I surrender to control. So that's what I've been meditating on lately. Um, thank you so much for listening. I don't think I have anything else to say on it. Um, if you have any um, comments, questions, um, suggestions for me or for the podcast, um, something you want to hear me talk about uh, or not talk about... <laughs> Um, let me know. Remember to rate, comment, subscribe if you like the podcast. Um, I love that little kind of nudge of support. I'm just going to keep doing it anyway, to be honest with you. But that, that support is just, it feels, it feels great. So if you like it and you find meaning out of it, just uh, share it. Let me know. Um, rate it. And um, I'll be back next time with maybe another interview uh, or maybe another audio journal lesson. Uh, thanks again so much for listening, guys, and have a good week.